0: Welcome to the Fulfilled Musicpreneur podcast. This podcast is for you if you are a Christian artist and you want to grow your listeners, make greater impact, and grow your business. Meet your host, AB Ogini, a lifelong singer, pediatrician, recording artist, music business coach, and founder of the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Academy.
1: Welcome to another episode of the fulfilled Music Preno podcast. Today is part two of the interview that I started on the last episode. Um, this is with Dana Winkler. She is a recording artist with a ministry that is aimed at helping um, survivors of abuse. She was one herself and she told us the story of how she got married um, in her first marriage. And how she came out of it last episode so you really should listen to that first if you haven't but thank you so much for joining me And at the end of this episode i'm going to be ending it with one of her songs stay tuned
2: that was in 2008 there were no resources really for A woman like me who's been in the ministry who has been abused by her husband and nobody out nobody knew about it and the church was enabling that abuse because they would say oh well all you have to do is submit to your husband you wouldn't have any marriage problems and that isn't true Uh, so when i got out there was there was nothing out there I thought I was the only one that had gone through this but I found out there were many many more and it took me a long time to find a church that would accept me as I was I had to leave the denomination to be honest
1: of course
2: I found a church that would accept me the way I was and I began to start my healing process with um, with some counseling And I did some divorce care. Um, and it wasn't until it wasn't until I met my current husband that I really started my ministry because keep in mind, I left my, I left my now ex-husband and left the denomination, um, all my friends took sides and they took his side. So, Mm -hmm. and nobody, nobody knew about my abuse. So, uh, I went to different churches to sing. I had, I had left out that my ex-husband would not do my album in 13 years of marriage. He never did that album. Mm -hmm. He said, no one would want to listen to me sing. And that was part of my abuse was music was so important to me that he knew that was a way to hurt me so the first thing i did was recorded my album mm. i went to a studio and i paid them money to record the studio and it was done within 6 months and i went to go and promote my music like you do when you release your album and mm-hmm. the hard part was that nobody would let me come to their church because I was divorced and my ex had talked to every pastor that we had been involved in and all of the sister churches and told, he told them that I divorced him and I did not want to stay married to him. And so of course they wouldn't let me sing in their churches.
0: Hmm.
2: Uh, So I never got really a, (laughs) I didn't really get a, uh, what you would call a release party. I didn't have a tour. Mm. It was just shut down completely. Uh, so I knew that God wanted me to help other people. There has to be something good that's going to come out of this, of this horrible trauma that I've been through. Mm. And I wanted to start over and it, um, I wanted to start like a Bible study or like a women's group for abuse survivors in the churches that I was a part of. But the doors kept slamming in my face um, because abuse topics are not sexy. They're mm. very uncomfortable to talk about. The pastors and the leadership at most of the churches did not want to tackle that topic at all. They didn't have any idea what to do with it. They didn't have any training in it. So all the doors kept closing. And I said, God, I know you want to use me to help other people that have been through the same thing. So I kind of just waited to see if there was something that I could be doing. It wasn't until I met my now husband, Brian, we met on a, a Christian dating website. Uh, after a bunch of train wrecks of dating which I won't get into because of time but boy those dating websites are full of predators and um, really sick people Mm -hmm. (laughs) I finally I found Brian or the Lord led me to Brian and we um, we both dated for six months Uh, he's a musician as well and We, when we got married, we decided we were going to use our music to help abuse survivors. Mm -hmm. He is also a survivor of abuse by his family. And so we have a lot in common. Okay. And we were starting to look for a church that we could both serve in. And that would let us do an abuse ministry. And we joined our now church, uh, Red Mountain, and I asked the pastor's wife if I could start a, a ministry for abuse survivors in the church. And she said, oh, we already have one. It's oh, called Mending the Soul. And I was so <laughs> excited. I said, oh, she said, I'd like you to to be a part of it. And then, you know, you can train to be, to facilitate groups. And so that's how I found out about Mending the Soul, which is a, it's an organization started by Stephen Tracy and his wife, Celestia. And it's a 16 week faith-based program. It's a small group and you process your abuse and trauma in this confidential group, and you learn about all different kinds of abuses and how to heal from those. And I went through my own group first to process my trauma. I thought that I had, that I was in a pretty good place, but when I was going through the, the training and the, uh, which was 16 weeks long, I realized there were some corners and closets that had not been, um, cleaned out yet, so to speak. And so it was life changing for me that going through that program. And I was so impressed with it that I trained to be a facilitator. And now I, I run my own groups at my church and also on zoom, of course, because of the the lockdown and the pandemics. So, uh, to answer your question about what I would do somebody I knew or somebody that walked up to me out abuse, I did actually have that happened to me on more than one occasion, my day job, I was asked to write an article for the, the company newsletter. And I decided to talk about, talk about abuse. My my coworker walked up to me and, and told me that she had been, been living with her boyfriend for 20 years and he acted the same way that I described in the newsletter verbally and all these, um, emotional abuses and financial abuse. And, and she wanted to get out, but she didn't know how. And so I took her under my wing and I went through the process with her of here's, here's the steps you need to go through. So we went through Okay, they were not married. So that made it a little bit easier and they did not have children. So that was, also a factor of her success and so we went into getting her own bank account putting her her paycheck into her bank account and starting to pack up her things and move stuff out of the house and she moved into an apartment she got what we call section eight housing here is um government funded housing for people and her boyfriend stalked her And so then we had to deal with because he would show up at her apartment and knock on the door and look in the windows and, and I would have to advise her. You need to call the police. You told him you're, you're not getting back together, that it's over, you're not putting up with his abuse anymore. And it took a a long time, but she finally called the the police and said, if you show up at my door again, they're going to be called. And, She's now, you know, work. she has her own job, she has her own place and her own bank account and he's... I even told her, you need to um, do, you know, block him on your phone, change your phone number. Uh-huh. She did all that and it, and it took a long time because she was very emotionally attached and she didn't feel that she was worthy of being free from this man. A lot of Abuse yeah. is very psychological. So you know, I I do my uh, my groups now. Many of us all. We just started a new group with three wonderful ladies all over the world on Zoom uh, with my co-facilitator Jodine, and I'm excited to see how they're going to process their healing and and um, start their new lives. So in the meantime, we were talking about music. We were talking about music and, and how powerful music is to heal people. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about pivoting with music. Um, my husband and I, we just been through a lot with... We had the, the lockdown and the pandemic we had. My husband got sick, so... I yeah. thought, oh, I'm going to see if I can create my own music. And <laughs> I had to go get somebody to give me lessons yeah. on how to use a synthesizer. I know how to play the piano, but there are all these <laughs> buttons on here I didn't know how to use. <laughs> and I finally learned how. And so I, I, um, I arranged a whole bunch of songs and recorded a whole bunch of songs on my own. Then I put on my website for now. Uh, I do have my original album on Spotify and iTunes and all that. Um, so mm. I'm, I'm in the process of recording an album and it's for, it is for healing. I wrote a, a song called break these chains and it's pretty much, uh, it's a blues tune. Mm. And the, the first verse is about my verse is about, uh, a workers story. And the third verse is about the church and how mm. they enable abuse <laughs> And I'd say, mm-hmm. it's not a, like a feel-good song that, well, it, it, it's it got a happy ending, but I, I'm stepping on a few toes in that song, but that's mm-hmm. what I was led to do. Uh, so this next, the second album I'm doing is about healing, writing my own personal songs, and then I'm also covering some uh, cover tunes from other artists that i that I feel have really helped me in my healing journey. These songs that are close to my heart. And so, Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm doing now. And, uh, I started, I started the podcast in 2020 and that was a, that was an extension of the Mending the soul groups because at the end of the 16 weeks, the, the ladies, they needed more. They needed more content, they needed more support, more information And so I decided, okay, I'm stuck in the house Can't go anywhere I already have a recording equipment, right? So I was listening to a lot of podcasts as everybody else was During lockdown and I thought, well I can do this I can <laughs> I can start a podcast I know, how, I know how to use the equipment and I like to talk And I have something to say So I started the wounds of the faithful podcast and uh it's gone on for two years and it's um how to help yeah. christians and the church to heal from abuse and i have my music on there i have industry experts on there i have i've actually told my story mm-hmm. and so i know I, I i slurred all
1: those together but i'm sure you have questions yeah absolutely absolutely so just back to um, your ministry as um, an abuse advocate and counseling all of these women and men. Um, do you ever see people who have stayed together but have walked through um, the abuse and, and they've turned it around? So essentially the, the abusive partner has has changed. That's a really good question.
2: And you might not like my answer, (laughs) but it's very, it's very rare that an abuser will repent and go get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. Uh, My abuser was abusing his mother and father and siblings before he was abusing me. And so that is normally the case. The only exception that I have seen, is when the abuse is connected with alcohol or drugs right Uh, if the abuser has been addicted to drugs or alcohol or maybe a porn addiction those are Mm -hmm. strongholds and we understand now in our modern society that you know those are um those can be treated and so if the abuser realizes, Hey, I'm going to lose my, my spouse because they're, they don't want to be treated this way. They don't want to see me coming home drunk and beating them every night. They're not putting up with this anymore. I I don't want to lose my, my family. I'm going to go and get help. I'm going to go to AA or Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to rehab. I'm going to get counseling and help for my porn addiction because um, that is that is abuse mm. porn porn yeah. addiction is definitely abuse but there there's definitely some um rewiring of the brain that makes it really hard to to give up uh so i have seen that when the the alcohol or the the drugs or the porn addiction has been dealt with and they are both going to licensed therapists, licensed psychiatrists or counselors, not, not, not your pastor who doesn't have any training in this.
1: You yes, need to we're make that very that clear.
2: <laughs> your pastor is your spiritual leader and yes, mm-hmm. Bible study and prayer and church attendance and support from mm-hmm. your church is a part of community, but you need to have professional help people that do this for a living that are licensed and, um, that's their expertise. That's who you need to get help from. If, if that all, if that is all in place and both people are willing to work on the marriage and the keeping the family together, that's when it is successful. Mm. That is when the marriage and the family is restored to what God has intended. Um, so again, it is extremely rare for me to hear a story of, well, I stayed in the, in the marriage in the abuse and he changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. if you've got a story like that, I'll have you on the podcast. <laughs> Contact <laughs> me. But, uh, and, and I'd be happy if that would happen to you. But yeah, don't I, stay in I, it don't stay in an abusive marriage because you think that person is gonna change. Ninety eight point nine percent it's not going to change. You need to get I, out and get, get yourself to a safe
1: place. Yeah, I, I think you made a really good point. I had a pastor once who who did that, who actually said, um, I can refer you to someone. Um yeah. but I think a lot of pastors you you they might not maybe due to pride or I don't know, but I think it takes courage to admit that I don't have the skills that you need. You need more help than I can give. Um, right. I think and if they are willing to go get professional help, then I think there's hope <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> because I yeah. think all abuse and anger is probably tied to a cause just the way it could be alcohol or an addiction i think even that abuse is probably tied to something and if we can find that cause there's probably hope i mean i call me hopeful but i don't want to give up hope on all <laughs> yeah she <laughs> makes a valid point
2: and i you do know. i do have um, experience working with with male survivors who are not giving as given as much spotlight Uh, male abusers um, um, pardon me male survivors usually they are um, survivors of abuse themselves and so they repeat generational abuse because their their parents abused them or their relative abused them and they never got any treatment or help and so they continued that because that's all they know So I've seen that very commonly with men. So again, if they are willing to go and get help by a professional and they realize, Hey, these patterns that I'm doing are very unhealthy. Um, but they, they can be changed if they're willing to. Um, I wanted to address child abuse, which, um, child abuse in the church. There have been a lot of cover-ups in the church with children or teenagers being abused by, you know, like youth pastors or or church staff and they're they're pushing it under the rug or doing victim blaming. And they're not calling the police or child services. They're they're doing the victim blaming. If you know of anybody in the church, a child or a teenager a minor that has been abused by somebody in the church the police needs to be called immediately and a lot of these churches they'll say we're going to keep it in house no no we don't do that a crime is being committed and you let the professionals law enforcement and the social services child protection in your country or your state to take over and do the investigation because if you do all this internally
1: Uh, the the children are not
2: being taken care of
1: yeah absolutely Um, just going back to the church your your previous church um, that enables the abuse and the current church you are in what will be the differences in how they function in how they approach marriages and how the marriage dynamic should be what is the difference
2: wow that's that's a great question because it's night and day i have a very healthy church i really love it it took a long time for us to find a good church um it was the recommendation of um, actually one of my three friends that helped me escape from my abuser she recommended this church and um It's the culture of, we're going to do, we're going to do what's right. We're going to create a culture of, we want to care for the people of the church. We want to make sure that women and children and families, not only are we honoring God, what the scriptures say, but we are not, we're not going to condone any kind of abuse. Abuse will be reported to the authorities. Uh, sometimes if abuse is between the husband and wife, they will be, they will put one of the, uh, the spouses in a sister church. So it's not uncomfortable to, okay, find out what's going on and to support each of them. Um, we have, of course, mending the soul at our church. We have divorce care. We have, um, a ministry to unwed mothers. We have, um, those that struggle with sexual addiction or if they, um, are questioning their gender identity or sexual, sexual orientation. We, we minister to those people. We minister to the community and it was night and day that my, my current pastor, pastor Kyle is everybody's welcome into the community as, as we are. We're not shunned by the community because, oh, we don't have our act together. We're struggling with something or, Mm. um, you know, our, our church has support for marriages to the support is for both people and women have a lot of leadership we have a lot of women leaders in our church um so we have a woman that leads our our music our worship we have a woman leading our our women's ministry we have a woman leading our children's ministry and our counseling ministry is led by women so women's Leadership is very important in our church under the umbrella, of course, our pastor, who is the head shepherd. In my previous church, church denomination, I'll say, it's everything's run by men. The women, they do the nursery and they can sing in the choir. They can teach children's Sunday school. That was pretty much the extent of what women can do in the mm-hmm. church and the church culture is like you know women are silent women submit if your husband says to jump you say how high mm-hmm. um, the pastor is like worshipped like a, a celebrity mm-hmm. nobody can question the pastor um, the pastor is always right There is no accountability for the pastor and the senior leadership. They do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really thankful for my current church, that there is accountability for the pastor. Yes. He answers to God for his congregation, but he also answers to a plurality of leadership,
1: Mm -hmm. The checks
2: and balances for everyone Mm -hmm. in leadership. Hey, are you reading your Bible? Are you Are you praying? Are you taking your wife out for a date? Are you, um, you know, teaching your wow. children how to love the Lord? If you're not, you know, are you looking at porn? Are you looking at other women? We need to We need to um, help you with that. If you're struggling in certain areas, it's uh, it's it's a night and day culture wow. difference. Um, yeah. Mm. The previous denomination, it. It's like everything is everything swept under the rug and um, You didn't really say how you really felt because You're supposed to be positive all the time. You know Jesus and you know, praise Jesus and God is good and Doesn't matter if my grandmother died or my dog died, you know, <laughs> praise the Lord cuz he saved me Well, you know, that's that's not healthy. It's not healthy I need to be able to say I'm having a really rough week
0: yeah. And
2: I need some prayer I need some counseling I need some support here In depression If you're going through some depression Or anxiety My current church Encourages people to go to the doctor And get medication if you need it It's not Mm -hmm. a sin to be depressed It's not a sin to have anxiety that's that's just our fallen nature our body and Mm. the previous denomination i was with it was like well just pray more and read your bible more (laughs)
1: like there's something wrong with you fool
2: and it's a (laughs) sin if you did any of those things to care for your mental health it was a sin Mm. and you were shamed for for seeking outside help to help you with your which is a medical problem a medical (laughs) issue chemicals oh, in dear. your brain your serotonin your uh all those feel-good hormones those are affected by a myriad of things it's not a sin to go and get help for the yeah. so yes yeah, so it's a great question it's night and day yeah, absolutely uh, for the
1: two churches that i've been a part of yeah that's amazing like um i love how they welcome everyone to your church but they don't leave you there. They serve you. There are different ministries for different things. They serve you. I, I love that. I really do. Um, because I think churches might say come as you are. But then when you come, to, are they thinking of how they can help you? And I love how there are lots and lots of different ministries for different things. So that's that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So the Break the Chains, is it out? Is it released? Yes, it's on my website. Okay, I'm going to to try to add it to the podcast as well um, to finish up Um, but thank you so much um, for spending time sharing your story, sharing all that you've gone through and how you've begun to use it to um, serve other um, survivors thank you so much and thank you for your vulnerability I'm sure it takes a lot of courage to share um, your story like you do, so thank you for know doing that with us it
2: has been an honor and a pleasure so fun to sit here and talk about music and with a fellow musician and i am willing to help anybody out there listening that that needs help escaping or even healing from abuse um mending the soul is free by the way um and you can reach me at diana DianaDSWMinistries.org and my website's DSWMinistries.org to um, find my podcast and connect with me on social
1: media. Amazing. I'll also put links um, down below as well in the description of this episode. Um, all right. So thank you so much, Diana. And thanks everyone for thank listening.
0: You. You try- Thanks for listening to the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Also, if you haven't, download a free copy of AB's ebook, Seven Days to Living Fearless, by clicking the link below. See you next time for another episode of the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Podcast.